The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey, Scott McClelland here with you. All right. Hey, just a little housekeeping item here on what you're about to enjoy. This is a multi-part series uh, with Caleb Lawrenson. Caleb took time to join us from his home in Chiang Mai, Thailand. The audio sounds awesome. Trust me, I know. But I think you're going to really enjoy this series. He, he uh, took some time and broke it down with me about one of the leaders he's come to recently admire. I think uh, you're going to end Maybe feel the same way. Uh, Jean Bonnier, 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 Bonnier. Anyway, it's a French name, and I, according to the French, cannot do very good with my accents. I'm not going to argue. But nonetheless, this is a very inspiring character. This is a multi-part series. Caleb, I think, sits in with us for four sessions. So you're going to want to check all those out straight ahead, coming at you, profiles and leadership from the leadership moment with Caleb Lawrenson from Chiang Mai, Thailand. I want to just do a quick recap. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> so Jean Bonnier, we're going yep. to do this in like 30 second recap. Go for it. He was born into near royalty in Canada, a Catholic background, military family, yep. Navy urgings early on. He went that route, was basically barely missed war, saw a lot of carnage on both sides of a couple of major wars, and then got interested in philosophy, went to university, got a doctoral thesis. It sounds like he, he went all the way. Yeah, I think so. And then he got interested in social services. Some would call that the nonprofit world or something of the kind. Yep. And then he had some encounters in that space with the the mentally handicapped or the um, I think intellectual disabilities is the the correct word I think is the okay yeah yep. okay well th- thanks for that Caleb yeah my sensitivities are <laughs> I wasn't using the right trained. word earlier so I'm correcting myself <laughs> yep. And so his heart was kind of like really stirred, and this became a major thrust of his life. He started by taking out a few of these mentally handicapped guys and basically creating community where they lived together. And that sparked something that had a life of its own, it sounds like, and became a worldwide or at least covering a good bit of the those number of location, I'm guessing they'd be all over. Yeah, Does that it's sound 37 right? 37 countries with a total of 168 communities. Okay. 
That's huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Super. I mean, if, if we now this sounds extremely organic, which for me, I'm a fan yeah. of organic. Yeah. But it sounds like if you thought about that in terms of a multinational <laughs> yeah. corporation, you know, there's not that many multinational corporations that mm. have a presence in 30 some countries. So no. the scope of this is not insignificant. That's one thing I want to emphasize. Yeah, I, I agree. So he, he was uh, a substantial person. Yeah. Probably one of those people that outsizes the context. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he shows up and, you know, he kind of, I don't know, dominates the attention cycle is kind of maybe a good way to say it. Yeah, I wonder that. Powerful, powerful guy. So in the biographers and the people that have talked about him, they talk about, he's he's about, he's big, like about my size, more than six feet. Mm. He had a sort of this joyful presence to him that was also mm. gentle. So you felt safe and good around him and Wow. And so there, yeah, there's something in that. That's true. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think we've all seen people who outsize the context Mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think when you've, you know, as a leader, when you start to understand that you have something special or some kind of grace to influence others, Mm -hmm. you're super tempted at that point to use your those in such endowments to in a self-serving kind of a way, but it sounds like he went like maybe the opposite, totally opposite way. Yeah. And sort of went to a least of these kind of deal, you know, in terms of the way that world looks at it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Like people who are lost, forgotten and in terrible conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for, Doing a recap, I think I missed my one minute target. But, That's okay. That's a good. Um, that was very effective. You made me feel good about my communication skills there. <laughs> yeah, it was all coming through, man. I, I just wanted to, yeah, just to kind of sync that up. And obviously, we're going to break this uh, leadership moment into a number of episodes, probably three. So we'll. I think there's a lot more to say about him. Yeah. And what I'd like to get into next, if we can, is I know you read some about him and did some research and Mm -hmm. you were inspired. It sounds like by his, his approach. Yes. Probably not only what he did, Mm -hmm. but how he did it. Yeah. But what I like to figure out here or talk into and hope to understand is why did he do what he did? Did did you get a sense of that from your, from what you studied? Yes. I think first it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that he was a man that sought after a life of prayer and mm-hmm. sought also after wisdom and understanding. And he had this almost liturgical life. And so I think we would be remiss to, to say that there's an element of God moving in his heart drawing him to this. Mm -hmm. But then in that, this, he talks about it. And even in the biography of this sense of needing to be a service to humanity, just because that's what he was raised in. And it, 
as he calls himself a child of war and having seen all of the pain caused by war, he wanted to bring some healing. So hmm. I think that's part of it. And then I also think that something of this radical, I don't want to say radical, it's maybe an overused word, but a deep connection with his own self and a willing to be honest with himself. His biography, one of his biographies is called a Tr- uh, the portrait of a free man. And so he was just so willing to let go of all the peripheral and just focus on the, the people in front of him. And, mm. and then it also allowed him to go deeper into himself in order to get free from all of the hangups and, uh, mm-hmm. ego and all that stuff. So, mm. yeah. Wow. I, I, there's I, a lot of why in there. And I think if we, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to cover in just a handful of words. Yeah, it is. The motivations, the reasons that animate people. Mm-hmm. So I think we, when we recognize the sources of people's animation, we, we, I think we can say with some, measure of certainty that he was being animated by the spirit of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, and here's something I want to point out that I think we get wrong a lot of times or culturally, and I'm talking about Christian culture here, yep. you know, we get it wrong. We think this guy should have been a priest yep. or he should have been somehow, you know, further along the spiritual discipline that he was in. You know, and, and we're looking for sometimes some kind of specialist level official kind of whatever to put people in. And, and I think what he wanted to do was serve. And he it seems like he stayed clear of getting sucked into the idea that he had to do something from an office type of thing he went the other way yeah that's and, that's and fascinating kind of and, and there's actually in the growth and growing pains of the organization he he always focuses on like we need each other i'm he has a book called we need each other <laughs> and hmm. wow. there's this emphasis on that every person needs people we we need each other and in that he was always collaborating with anybody that could be of assistance or any assistant who is looking to come and serve. He was always looking to, you know, build those relationships, empower the people, walk with them. But in that he, uh, being Catholic worked with a lot of priests within local communities and mm-hmm. some that he worked closest with, there was huge conflict because Jean refused to adopt the hierarchical leadership of the Catholic church. Uh And he wanted to be ecumenical. He wanted to allow any faith and any expression of faith to be a part of Larch. And he made sure that happened and it caused some people to leave because of his refusal to embrace the Catholic church's hierarchical leadership structure. Wow. Yeah. That just makes me think a lot of things. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it intrigues me yeah. and it also makes me happy in a way. I want to say, first of all, you know, the Catholic Church, from a Protestant point of view, takes a pretty bad rap, you know. Yeah. I mean, 
it seems like that we are sworn to opposition a lot of times toward each other. Mm-hmm. But some of the most inspiring characters in my spiritual history, it's been uh, there have been Catholic people in history that have really encouraged me and I think informed my life and informed my leadership approach. Absolutely. And so I, I want to say that we need each other. <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah. And I think we somehow feel like we get an excuse for, you know, hating other believers. Please continue joining us for the ongoing series here on Jean Bonnier with Caleb Lawrenson. And thanks for being a part of the FX Missions Leadership Moment. Profiles in Leadership. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.